Hey, it's Sebastian from the Metal Gods Meltdown, and tonight I'm joined by... Oh, I'm, I'm Lorenzo, a drummer from Skeletal. It's great to be chatting to you this evening. Unveiling the Threshold gets released soon. How excited are you about its imminent release? We're pretty much excited, e even more so given the, the situation now with no gigs happening. And so it's a, a little relief in this year to have this album. We're a bit sad that, you know, we can't promote it live and we have to manage things a bit otherwise. But um, yeah, we're pretty excited. We're very happy with this album and we put a lot of efforts and it's great to see... Uh, to see it taking taking form now, so we're actually very excited, and the response has been really great with only two songs re revealed for the moment. So yeah, pretty good. So how does the songwriting process work in the band, and what's influenced this release? Well, actually, uh, the band started as a duo with uh, Guy, which is the singer, and John, which was the previous drummer, and uh, uh, Guy parted ways with the drummer recently. So me, the drummer, and uh, the bassist joined the band early uh, 2019. So the writing process for this album, we, we basically just followed Guy's, um, not advices, but directions for this uh, album because we still had to adapt, so to say, to a band that has a rich history. But uh, what was great is that Guy, so the, the main composer, really uh, tried to incorporate us in the best of, best of way. So he kind of came up with all the riffs and then a basic structure. And he, worked, he reworked that structure with the other guitarist. And then we just, like, we just jammed it out so we had the, the record ready. And basically uh, he did all the songs except two. And uh, the two others were done by the other guitarist, and that's just how, how it took form. And uh, the influences are, of course, uh, uh, Swedish death metal and classic, uh, classic 90s death metal. But for this album, we, we tried to have more, um, you know, grindcore influences from uh, Terrorizer, uh, Repulsion, because it's band I, I personally love a lot, and Guy as well, and he tried to adapt with my drumming style to this, so... This album has more richness to it, so to say, than previous album. Do you plan to do some kind of live album stream on release date? No, no, but mainly because it's very difficult to put in place and it's perhaps not something that you like so much. You know, doing a live stream, it's, I don't know what to think of it. I understand that a lot of bands do it and I understand that people may like to see it, but I'm, I'm not 100% convinced. However, we might be thinking of, of doing one coming month. We, we still need to, to decide a little bit. The album artwork's really eye-catching. Can you tell us a bit about the story behind it? And do you plan to have that framed around your home? Ah, well, if, if we ever had the, uh, the original painting, yeah, that would definitely be framed. But actually, we're, uh, with the uh, LP, there's a poster of, of, this, um, of this artwork, so hopefully we can at least have the poster home. But um, yeah, the, uh, the result has really been awesome, because actually doing an artwork, it's kind of the only part of the album where you don't, you know, you don't have your hands on it. You just give the concept to someone and you rely on him. And fortunately, the result has been incredible. And basically what this album, what this cover is, it's, 
you know, skeletal lyric and will has been influenced by Lovecraft and science fiction. And so what Guy wanted to represent on this artwork was like a monolithic uh, city landscape um, emerging from, from boiling water with a, a portal uh, opening from the top. And you don't really know what's going to come from that portal. Is it like creatures or something? And so this city emerging, it's, it's not the apocalypse because we don't want to have any religious influence or anything, but it's kind of, you know, the beginning of a torment that's happening in the, in the world. That's the idea, more or less. Uh, yeah, that's sort of a bit relevant to what's going on around the world today. I mean, you've not even released <laughs> yeah. this album yet, but um, do you think COVID-19 could be an idea for like a concept kind of album from you guys? Yeah, yeah, it could be. I mean, in the end, what's funny is, I mean, what's cool is that anybody can find whatever they think is, is representing of this artwork. But I don't think, I don't think that's, you know, <laughs> something we would do, but it, it's funny thinking that way. Yeah, man. Which song would you say is your favorite today on the album and why? Ah, uh, my personal favorite is the uh, last track of the album, which is Abyssal uh, Church. I don't remember the full name. And I, I know it's not uh, everyone's favorite in the band as they, they love other songs, but it's my favorite because I think it, it has uh, the... Uh, you know, more grindcore feeling to it. You, you could really think you're listening to Terrorizer on some points, and then it has lots of different atmosphere going through in the song, and a lot of cool guitar solo. So that's that's my favorite one. But I, I think, uh, for example, the bassist really likes a song called Ensemble Soul because it's really aggressive. My favorite is the it's the last track. I think it really has something more. It's more atmospheric and, and more brutal, brutal, in my opinion. I understand France has just got back into more of a lockdown. So what are your plans for the rest of the year? And when do you think live gigs, even tours, will recommence? Well, uh, it's, it's hard to say. Locked, uh, I live in Belgium, actually, but the rest of the band lives in France. And lockdown in France, I think, is, is until beginning or mid-December. So whatever happens, the end of 2020, 2020 is, is finished. I mean, it's, it's done for. We can't expect anything more. Um, we have shows planned in the beginning of 2021, but I really, I really doubt anything will happen before the summer. And also, we have to, to say, even if uh, gigs do happen, they will happen with the COVID restriction. So, I mean, of course, it's, it's cool to have gigs happening nonetheless, but it will still be a different kind of experience. And I don't know how, how great it will be, not for the musician, but for the audience to, you know, to go to a gig where you're seated or you're maybe just 50 in a, in a room that could have two, 200 or 300 people. It will be a different experience, I think. And before the summer, I really doubt anything will happen. Can you remember the first time you ever, ever played live and how it felt to have people watching you? Ah, well, actually, that's a very fun story because my first gig, I was 16 and it was at Obscene Extreme Festival. So it was kind of a, a strange first experience because... Well, it's a long story, but to keep it short, my, my brother played in another band and he toured in France. 
And casually from nowhere, a Tunisian guy asked him if he'd be ready to play a gig at Obscene Extreme the next summer. And my brother said yes. And they had no drummer, so they just asked me. And I ended up like a week after even hearing of this band playing there for a Tunisian grindcore band. So it was pretty fun. I must say it's it's actually great to be, you know, be on the stage and we often think of stage fright or stuff like that, but I actually never had it. And it's just plain fun. You have, you know, when you feel that audience is responding to what you're doing, that's a great feeling. But when they don't respond, that's another feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. So if you were stuck in quarantine for a year, which musician dead or alive would you have with you and why? I think as a guitarist, I would have uh, Chuck Schuldiner. Because I read an inter as a drummer, I would have him uh, on the guitar. Because I read a an interview from Gene Auckland a while ago, and he said that it was the only guitarist who who left, uh, who gave Gene Auckland complete liberty on what to do on the on the drums. And I would love having <laughs> that kind of stuff. And also, he's a pretty good uh, composer. Then I don't know to complete the lineup. Uh, I mean, it doesn't make sense as a lineup, but it would be cool to have Lemmy, of course, and bass and, and singing just, just for, you know, Lemmy. And yeah, that's already a good trio, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Not, it doesn't make much sense musically, but I would love jamming out with those people. Yeah, that'd be awesome. What do you feel has been your biggest accomplishment so far with Skeletal? Doing that second album was it's already a pretty good accomplishment because we, we did things a bit differently, trying to be a bit more professional in the way we've done it, we've done it and preparing a bit better. But actually what would have been a dream come true would have been playing to the Asakusa Death Fest, which we were programmed on playing this, uh, this past October. Unfortunately, uh, Corona canceled that festival, but playing Japan, that would have been really something. It's just, okay, we'll do it next year, but just being billed on that festival is a pretty good accomplishment for me. Absolutely, especially in Japan, you will still be trapped like rock gods, won't you, over there? It would have been amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know, but uh, yeah, yeah it, totally. it must be great. <laughs> what song best describes the soundtrack of your life? I think the song Repulsive Recollection, which is our, our video clip from, from this uh, album, which we used to play it already since a year live. We, we released it also in a demo last year. I think that song is, is pretty representative of, of how, I mean, of the energy we try to have. It's also why we, choose, we chose it as a video clip, because, it, you know, it has this heaviness, I think, and it also has... Uh, cool solos which create some kind of energy atmosphere and on the drums I created a little melody which you know it just uh, has everything skeletal has to give in, in a very very condensed way so live this is always a great song to play and I think it gets the, the energy with a bit of D beat a bit of blast beat uh, guitar solos and stuff I think this, this would be the one
play any other instruments or is it mainly just the drums you play? Well, I used to play piano, but uh, I, no, I wouldn't cons consider myself as a pianist. <laughs> I only mainly play drum, yeah. Excellent. Can you give us four words to describe Skeletal? I would use the, my favorite, which is Tuka. So Tuka is a drum beat, you know, going Tuka, 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 with a K, which is important because people pronounce it Tupa, but Tupa doesn't have the same attack as Tuka. So I think Tuka is a strong word here for Skeletal because we have lots of it. And it's really done great. Then um, I think Tums, Tums. I don't know if I pronounce this well. Tums, Tums. Yeah. I think this is a pretty good word, you know, because it's we're playing death metal, but we like to say death metal from the Tums, just to represent what kind of death metal we're playing. You know, there's a lot of it, and uh, all of them are cool, of course, but ours is more dirty, obscure. So I would say two cat Tums, uh, then aggression because in the end that's what we're aiming for always and heaviness because as uh, you know influenced by the Swedish death metal we have loads of very heavy parts lower with which with the drum pounding and trying to create an atmosphere so that would be the four words excellent mate can you tell me why we should check out unveiling the threshold well I think it's uh, personally I like it because it's a good well it's not entirely a mix with uh, Swedish death metal and grindcore, but it still has kind of the early grindcore feeling attached to a typical Swedish death metal sound. And I think that's interesting. Of course, we're not like, you know, uh, doing something original. Uh, we're still remaining, uh, staying in this 90s death metal. But I think it's, it's actually refreshing to hear an actual band playing this kind of of death metal because it's um, death metal lately has has been going strong especially with uh, American bands you know with uh, um, how they're called Mortuous, uh, Necrot and stuff like that and um, I think the uh, the skeletal album kind of flows well with all that that new old school death metal I don't know how to say so that I think that would be a pretty good uh, reason to listen for it just to no, hear that good mix between grindcore and, and uh, Swedish death metal and also keeping in the vibe of, of all those uh, bands lately which are doing killer stuff. That's brilliant. Thank you so much for your time. Do you have any final words for your fans and our listeners? Well, of course, thank you a lot for the, for the continuous support and the response has been great for the, uh, the album lately, which is a great relief given the corona situation. So... Thanks again, and thanks to anyone going to the shows, because it truly matters a lot for, for us in the bands. It, it really helps a lot and, and makes us move forward, so to say. So thanks to everyone. So this is Lorenzo, drummer from Skeletal, and you're listening to the Metal God Meltdown.